You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Hot Topics, bringing you right up to date on the latest trends and discussions within UK manufacturing. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan. The hot topic, as I said at the start of the podcast, was uh, discussing the food-to-go sector and, and, and how this is a multi-million pound booming industry that's only growing further. And when we're talking about food-to-go, we're not talking about fast food. We are talking about food-to-go, which could be packaged vegetables, it could be cereal bars, sandwiches, wraps, soups, salads. All of these are on the rise, as we all know. And this, this is due to is obviously developing a, a taste for faster, healthier food. And Scott, I was looking at the, you know, I love stats. I was looking at stats in the market in the UK for uh, the food to go industry, 17.4 billion. Yeah, yeah. With the leading players like Greg, Subway, Pret, um, even your major supermarkets as well. You know, you walk into Asda, you'll see the packaged vegetables, you know, you stick them in a pot and you boil them, job mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Uh, spiralized courgettes, you've got <laughs> your packaged sandwiches, you've got all your healthy. I mean, I, I, I've actually been buying the, some of the pre-made meals that are actually healthy options and it's branded healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get like prawn linguine and whatever else, but it's all proper, you know, it's really nice. So, but I know you've got a bit of background in Greg Scott. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to mention that, but yes, uh, my latest or my last uh, financial uh, investment, I guess, was for a, uh, for Greg's and um, uh, this was going back many years ago and it was at the time before the VAT um, was getting talked about um, as part of the, the organisation and this is actually relevant to what, what we're discussing because it's allowed companies to actually grow. There was debate around whether I'm going to say you know the lights of the pastries and so on would actually have been attributed to the, the same VAT level. Um, as, as others and and when it was getting discussed that I had probably bought the, the shares the day before and and the, the share price absolutely um, it fell significantly I must say now though you know that that was then um, abolished I must have sold my shares in the meantime and uh, I think the share prices have all gone back up and most of the companies have as well so um, <laughs> <laughs> that's called that's called sod's law but um, yeah I think um, yeah. this sector and the companies that are have got an established um, market share in it i think their biggest challenge is actually innovating you know a new product to come in there you know because others are doing it so the likes of as you touched on there about healthier food you know so i wonder what the ratios are on on the individual looking for you know a steak pie or a a sausage roll maybe versus looking for i don't know a healthy sandwich or some yeah yeah. and you've got the superfoods and and all that sort of stuff that's you know beetroots and whatever else you know, that are quite big. And I know, you know, Scott, interestingly, obviously we are kind of focusing on the businesses that are selling the, the food products, uh, are producing the food products, but also the, the type of businesses that will win out of this as well as, as the companies that will make the napkins, the forks, the, you know, the general packaging for this. Of course. Uh, if there's an increase in the products, there's got to be an increase in all this as well. I never thought of that, Terry, actually. So the supply chain, you know, of whether, it, yeah, you know, packaging, you know, the, the, the company that makes the plastic forks and, and, and everything that, that's done in there. And I, I bet in terms of actually differentiating themselves and maybe tying in with the company's values as well. 
do you know that way they'll probably spend a bit more maybe on making things look the part as well do you know that way to, to, yeah. to, to do that so it must be quite a, a scalable um, industry how much do you reckon of your your working week shall we say that you, you would actually maybe you know how many meals say you know Monday to Friday there's you know five lunches how many of them do you reckon you would probably just grab something out of the, the you know a food to go shop most yeah. most days some you know yeah yeah 100% uh you know, but I think that's due to you know all our lifestyles are have changed as well. You know, with you know shorter lunch breaks, and we don't even call it a lunch break. We just have lunch when we have lunch. We've all got busier lives, and there's a more and more demand for convenience food. I mean, the last thing you want to do at night, and my and this is my view, is actually to start cooking up, prepare, you know, preparing a meal, and that's where you you know look at your Hello Fresh and stuff like that, who do the box deliveries to the door, but actually you can have five meals a, a week delivered to your door with all your ingredients and all you need to do is just throw in a frying pan or a pot and it's job done you know it's cooked in five minutes and that, that, that's where that growth's been and Scott another stat for you one out of three people admit to leaving the house to purchase food to go to then eat it back at the house I've done it myself you know I'll put my hands up I did that this afternoon with, with a subway so you know I'm not going <laughs> to you know, so I can see that stat and that's that's probably been probably cautious as well you know it's probably yeah. a, a, a wee bit higher maybe what? You know, I can, I can relate to that, although I'm probably just, I'm probably too tight in that. Um, and this is where the changes are happening because, you know, the cost, you know, the cost of actually buying in, you know, some fresh chicken or some fresh, you know, the actual cost of making your own meal and the, the cost of, you know, electricity and gas to do it all versus actually just grabbing whatever you want and, you know, and enjoying it. And it's probably of a better quality than I could ever make. You know, yeah. but, but there's that growth side. Um, did, did you notice, Terry, that there's companies popping up now that actually do, so you've got the traditional pizza companies and the fast food type companies, you know, doing the delivery piece as well. But actually, there's the ones that are investing in, you know, because of the, the, the focus on people going to gyms and healthier lifestyles that actually have, you know, they can deliver things. Yeah. Can, you know, that way you can actually, you know, there's companies, I know there's a, there's a good yeah. Glasgow um, doing very well um, that, that serves some, you know, that have got their own in, initiatives around giving healthy products, which actually tie in with, you know, the, the lifestyle change as well. A hundred percent. I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it promoted on the likes of your social medias and whatever else. And, you know, it's a, it's prepared meals, actually just fire it in the microwave and it's job done, you know, and it's got all your kale and chicken and, you know, whatever it might have in it. But but then that's all down to people want more healthier foods. You know, they, they're clearly cautious of the calories and the ingredients that are in foods as well. And supermarkets are, 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 are clearly getting involved as well with, with what I say that I've been buying over the past couple of weeks and keeping them in the fridge. You know, in that market, Scott's meant to... Uh, it's forecasted to grow to 23 billion in the next five years. Uh, so that's an increase of about 5 that's billion scary. in the next five years, which is about 33, 30% or so, you know, yeah, it's massive. Scary. And actually, I wonder what that means from, you know, being looking at what, what we tend to do. But I can imagine if any business or any sector that's grown by that, you know, level, um, that the talent acquisition challenge, you should know that way. That will yeah. be interesting to see how that pans out. And and I guess maybe more so from the automation piece as well. From the man, you know, there's there's probably a lot of um, upskilling yeah. that will need to happen to allow those figures to be hit. And possibly the recycling and the food waste that's going to come off the back of that as well. That's an odd challenge that would come up. But, but then a great opportunity for existing businesses or new new businesses to, to really take a foothold within the market and, and establish themselves. So, yeah, exciting, exciting. 
Recycling piece we should probably look at maybe in a future podcast, Terry. I think that's one where it, it's cross-sector, isn't it? Um, and it's absolutely a hot topic at the moment, and um, especially in manufacturing where they can they can make a, a thousand and one different things of, of you know, stuff that people don't want effectively. So maybe one to look at going forward. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.